What's going on, everybody? Sorry, sorry. Got a little excited, but you know what? I'm excited because it's a new week of your favorite podcast of all time, man. The Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. What's going on, baby? What's happening, man? No, <laughs> what's going on, everybody? What is happening? It is a new week. I hope everybody's week was amazing. Uh, new weekend. Um, yeah, man. I hope everybody's week was been good. Mine has been low-key amazing. Um, I finished a presentation this week uh, for one of my classes and, you know, finished a paper and... You know, one of my professors, one of my grad professors was like, um, she, she actually had me during my undergrad years at Grand Valley too. And she told me after my presentation, like, you're so charismatic. And she said, I knew that about you when we, we, we met in, your, in, in, your, in our capstone class. But, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't mentally nor academically there in undergrad like seriously I, I wasn't I didn't put in my full effort and she knew that and she was like you were charismatic back then but today I just saw you in a whole you know totally different light and this was Wednesday y'all you know I presented on Wednesday and she was like I, I, I just seen you in a whole totally different light and I, I instead of charismatic I want to call you intellectually atomic I said Ben what that's a compliment. Intellectually, like I, when I hear that word, like that, that, that word for me just resonates all through my body. Like when I hear intellectually atomic, like ooh, ooh, like ooh. I listen, listen. Your boy is intellectually atomic. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling myself. All right, I'm feeling it. So I hope everybody else had a great week um, coming up to this, and I'm glad that you can stop by the podcast and chill with your boy because we have a lot to get into today man we have a lot a lot a lot to get into so we're going to recap um the opinionated topic of the week in the first half so in the first half of the show we'll recap that and then um i want to talk about um mom mom's really walking out on Saturday. if you if you catch what i'm saying um uh the top five or t- I believe a top five recruit, wide out recruit, uh, signed to Florida, and uh, Mama walked off the stage. And uh, I'm sorry, not even walked off the stage, walked off the set during camera during his signing day. And uh, I just, I, I, I'm gonna get into that um, in the first half of the show as well. We're gonna talk about minding your business. Okay, I'm gonna briefly talk about that. All right, because I need, I, I need y'all to hear me when I, when I say this. So. Uh, we're going to talk about minding your business. Um, Black Panther, okay? Next week, man. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have something that I need to tell all the jobs out there um, because, uh, yeah, it's coming out next week, so I need to tell y'all something. And then, um, um, listen, uh, it's a sad, sad day right now. Um, the Three Musketeers, the Migos are being broke up. Um, Offset has gone back to Detroit, aka Patrick, has gone back to Detroit, and um, you know, not say, you know, it, it's kind of hard. You know, you the Migos are breaking up, Three Musketeers are breaking up once again, and it's not even a breakup. You know, I'm being over dramatic, but just you know, um, 
it's kind of hard when you know you have your boys you, you've been rocking with your boys for so long and then you know y'all splitting up because y'all are becoming adults and you know it you know i want to talk about that too a little bit going into that and then the nba trade uh deadline i want to briefly get into some trades that just uh were kind of whack but then were kind of good at the same time um what teams um, i feel that have the best shot now of going into the finals and the playoffs talk about that and then my mvp of the week this week guys it's just hilarious now if you don't know just with the mesh just hilarious she is on wild now she's on instagram um probably one of the funniest women right now out in comedy um funny as hell she be having me going um she's my mvp of the week and then for the second half of the show guys for the second half y'all know what we was gonna talk about i said this last week this episode, the second half, I want to talk about Black History Month in its entirety. Why don't I really condone nor like Black History Month? Because I I don't like Black History Month in a sense. It, 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 and, and, and I'm going to explain it. And I'm going to explain it even further when we go, when we go um, more in depth into the second half of the show. So let's get into the first half of the show. So the re- let's recap last week's... Um, Last week's topic of the week. So last week's um, topic of the week was: Can X Bay uh, be um, still be in your life after it's all said and done? And as I'm looking at these at the surveys, because I put a survey out on Instagram on my Instagram Snap, and then I put a survey out on Twitter, and then I put a survey out on my on our, on our business uh, Facebook page, and y'all are wishy washy. <laughs> So, because on my Instagram feed, um, 67% of y'all said yes. So, shout out to those who voted. When it came to my Twitter feed, 50-50, right? So, 50% 50 of the people said yes, 50% of the people said no. And then when it came to my Facebook feed, 38% of y'all said yes, and 67% of of y'all said no. So, I'm like, okay, so what the hell? So at this point, <laughs> I'm just going to tailor this up in the air as a 50-50 um, because it's just wow how the Instagram and Facebook page flipped in a way. You know, 30% said no on the Instagram, 7% said yes, and then you flip it, 30% said yes on the Facebook, six, you know, so I'm going to just say it's 50-50 and it's a toss-up. Um, and, and like I said, it all tailors back to what I said last, last week about maturity and um, just growing in your individualness, and I'll and I'll kind of talk about that um, later in the show. But just just growing on your individualness, and just um, knowing that you know sometimes you have it's okay to um, be friends with your ex, and it's okay to be cool with your ex, but you have to know boundaries, you have to set lines, and you have to set those those um yeah those boundaries. You have to set them, you know, um, because if you don't, everything will. We, it will still keep going as it's going. You know, I I told a friend yesterday, I said, um, you know, sometimes we can say, you know, we can say one thing, but the perception that the other person has have of our actions is, is totally different from the, from the words that we're speaking. So make sure we're, we're not only speaking to what we're saying in existence, but we're, we're, we're acting on what we're speaking because when we don't act on what we're speaking, it, it doesn't, it doesn't transcend to the perception of what you're giving, 
Okay, so I just wanted to recap that. So shout out to everybody that voted. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all have been like, I just love y'all, man. Like y'all really been on my team. Like I really love y'all. So let's get into minding your business. Okay, so this is this this is tailored to no one, right? This is just tailored to no one. But I tweeted something out um, a couple days ago. And I said, the more that you are ducked off doing, handling your business and, you know, doing what you need to do, you know, really just from um, not really dealing with the outside world, just you and God right now and just in your faith and in your purpose. While you're doing that, it's so many people who want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're doing it. Right. And this is why I say that you have to now mind your business. OK, because. When you're going through any type of um, situation where God is humbling you and, and you, 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 you know that you are being humbled right now, you, you feel it. You, 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 God, God is going to tell you when you're being humbled, right? He, he's going to show you that you're being humbled because he's going to sit your ass down and be like, you sit down, you don't do nothing. I tell you when to move. Hello. Good, good example speaking to you right now, okay? So I say that to say, get out of, people who want to know everybody's business, stop. Like, can you get your own? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is your business? What are you doing? Why do you want to know everybody else's? Stop. Because you have to mind your own. Mind your own. Me and my PB was just talking about that. Me and my playbook was just, just talking about this uh, um, a couple weeks ago. She had it on her, um, her Snapchat of where it talks about in the Bible about minding your business. So mind your business. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, like we literally had a conversation about this. And I'm like, literally, mind your business. Because if, if, if you always in somebody else's business and you chirping and yapping and yap, 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 yap. Don't get upset when your business is now filtered into the streets, right? And that's how it is. Like, when we sit here and we, 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 we tell business and we don't mind our business, but when our business gets out in the streets, oh, it's a big-ass problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want our business out in the streets, but we're going to tell everybody else business. No. Mind your business. Ty, where you been? Ty, why you so duck? Because I'm minding my business. I don't have shit for y'all. And, it, and it's not even to say I don't love y'all. I love. But I have things that I have to accomplish right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in a headspace. I'm in a tunnel vision. Right? And minding your business is literally being in a tunnel vision where you just can't see nobody and you just doing your own thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, you're going down... This 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 pathway and nobody can distract you. You're gonna have those distractions, of course. But you have to mind your business, stay in your tunnel vision. I'm just saying. I just wanted to briefly, you know, go around that because there's just been too many people just not trying to mind their business. And I need people to mind their damn business and get you some damn business to mind. Just saying. Love you though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just here, so I won't get fine, man. That's it. Um. So let's talk about this mama, because obviously she didn't mind her business. Because <laughs> um, it was a mom who walked out on her son on signing day. Now let's talk about this, because 
I felt hurt for the son, right? I felt hurt. And there was so many thoughts that went through my head. Um, it was so many perceptions and assumptions that went through my head. And I did not want to do that. Y'all know how I am. But it just went through my head. It went the theories and speculations went through my head of why in the hell would you walk out on your son? If my mama would never, my mama would never, it could not happen. Never. As me being a parent, as proud as I, first of all, first of all, three D1, Division I schools want my son to play for them, right? He's, he's a top He's a top five recruit, top five recruit who lives in Florida. He was, I believe, Tennessee, Alabama, and Florida wanted him. And at his signing day, his mom had on Alabama, an uh, Alabama sweatshirt and a Tennessee hat and a, ten, uh, 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 and a Tennessee um, Longhorns hat on. I believe that might have been his auntie. I'm just speculating, maybe assuming right now. Maybe that was his auntie sitting next to mama. But mama had on an Alabama shirt too. Now, it was, it was crazy because it was a white white lady um, behind him, and she had on red too. So I'm just speculating. That was, you know, just an Alabama shirt, but maybe she just had red on it. I don't know. But when he picked up that Florida Gator hat, it went downhill so fast, like, Girl got up. No, I'm sorry. Girls got up and walked out in front of him and in front of the camera. When I tell you it would have been lit situation from there, I don't even like I, I don't even know. I couldn't even, I, I wouldn't even know what to say to you. I wouldn't even know how to go home and now he did tweet out like you if you know my mom. He did tweet out, if you know my mom, you know she she real extra and everything. So I hope that was just her being extra. I'm, I'm praying that was just her just being extra and everything. But the way that it looked, you see what I'm saying? The way that it looked, it really looked like, and I'm this is speculation. Y'all don't kill the messenger. It looked like booster season, right? And and this is why I mean, Flor- he's home. He is, his home is in Florida. So why not go and go somewhere where you know you're comfortable, where you know your heart wants to be because he chose where his heart was. He said he could not choose what his mom wanted. He had to choose where his heart wanted to go and his heart wanted to go to Florida. And then I, um, one, of my, um, one of my OGs on his Facebook page put up two, 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 um, what was it two pictures of a destination from Florida to Pensacola, uh, Pensacola to um, Alabama, and then Pensacola to Tennessee. Those are like drives. Those are like five-hour drives. That's five hours, damn near five hours away from home. I don't even like low-key like being two hours away from home. Don't mean I don't like, I, that don't mean I want to stay home. But sometimes being two hours away from home, as, especially as a freshman, it's hard. It's hard. You don't have your family with you right now. Like right now, I'm in a space where, okay, I'm good. But back then, when I was 18, hell yeah, two hours was a lot, right? That freedom is only so much because you miss your family, you miss everybody. It's a lot. So now that he's in his space at home, he knows I can get mama when need be. I don't have to go and rush. 
blah, 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 whatever. I just felt disrespected for him by his mother because you can never just walk out on your son like that. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I hope, I hope that it was just planned and it just squashed after that. But that, to me, was just so disrespectful. And I, I just could not do that to my child on his day, on a day that he worked so hard to get. And maybe he did commit to you, but he did not commit to himself. And that's what, mama, you have to understand. He didn't have to commit to you. He's committing to himself because this is where now his life starts. And you have to push him along that. You see what I'm saying? Now you have to push him. Now you have to let him be and let him start becoming a man. This is was this was the first decision of him becoming a man, and you didn't like it. And you walked out. And that's okay. That's okay. Because he made that decision as a on his own as an individual. And I'm proud of him for that, man. That was dope. So um, I hope you do big things. I'll be looking out for you for real, uh, Florida next year, bro. I'll be I'll be looking at you. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't remember his name, but I'll be looking for you, bro. Um, let's talk about the trade deadline. Okay. Speaking of sports, let's get into the NBA trade deadline. Now, y'all know the NBA trade deadline was like, um, we like Wednesday and it ended at three. And, um, there was so many rumors before the trade deadline on who was going to get traded, what should, who should get traded, who shouldn't get traded and. You know, all that speculation, hoop, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, let me tell you who got who I felt were good trades and who I felt were bad trades. Now, listen, when it comes to the Lakers, the Lakers just acquired um, Shannon Fry, Isaiah Thomas, um, D-Rose, or is D-Rose, I, I think, is D-Rose going to Sacramento? D-Rose is going to Sacramento, I believe. D-Rose and Iman Shepard are going to Sacramento. Um... And the Cavs literally just got rid of six players. Dwayne Wade is back in Miami, which I'm so happy for. Um, I think that he he did not need to uh, leave Miami. I just think that he wanted to play with LeBron. But I think after the half half of the season, he he already knew, like, yeah, this ain't going nowhere. So I think, you know, being with where he started, I think he wants to retire there, and, and rightfully so. He should retire in Cleveland. He should retire back in Miami. So... Um, this new casting with Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood and George Hill, I think the Cavs have a chance. Now, listen, everybody keeps saying the Cavs are now the best in the East. Now, see, I, I hate speculation like that. I hate y'all sports commentators when y'all say some shit like that. I hate y'all when y'all do that. I hate, I, I completely hate it. I completely hate when y'all do that shit because... Y'all sit there and say it, but then if it don't happen, then what? Then what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because, listen, Rodney Hood, George Hill, all of them, they some good-ass players, and they some great role players. You take This was a big trade for, for Cleveland, for sure, because they got no stars. They got role players, and these role players are literally about the ball. You feel me? Because now they're in the East. They were in the West where they really couldn't do nothing. They're dominated by Steph Curry, KD, James Harden, Chris Paul, um, uh, Draymond, uh, 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 who else? Um, Kawhi when he healthy. Um, Who else? You know, 
the, the, the stars are in the West. You know what I'm saying? But you got the beast in the East with LeBron, and now y'all about the ball. I'm not saying that they not about, maybe not about to be the best team in the East, but I'm saying let's not put speculation. They ain't even played yet. God damn. Like, let them play first. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Isaiah, just, 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 just let them play first. You know, just, just let them play first. Um, one of the biggest trades that I thought was great, like I said last week, was was the Blake Griffin trade. And um, if let let me let, let me throw some things out here in perspective for y'all real quick. If if the Pistons and the Pelicans are smart in the offseason, now let's let's just say let's say the Pelicans and the Pistons go into um, the playoffs, right? And I'm I'm really hoping the Pelicans do make it with Anthony Davis. I know Boogie Cousins is out, but um, I really do hope they make it. But let's just say they go into the playoffs maybe as an eight or seven seed, both of them. And maybe they get beat in the first or second rounds. That's fine. Okay, we have something here. Kimball Walker and Isaiah Thomas will be free agents after this season, if I'm not mistaken. And you cannot tell me Kimball Walker with Boogie Cousins if New Orleans keeps him because he, they should, first off. They should not let him go. Kimba Walker with Boogie Cousins and um, and the Bra would be a dope ass pairing. Isaiah Thomas with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond would be a crazy pairing. Now hear me out when I say this. Now don't don't shoot me because I know when y'all listen to this, y'all gonna be like this nigga crazy. But listen to me, Isaiah cannot defend, right? How do you nullify that weakness? By gaining two big, two front court big men who can not only defend the defend the inside, but can literally pull down 10 to 15 rebounds a game on a regular, consistently, right? Why do you think that Isaiah Thomas was so good in Boston? is because their defense was so great without Isaiah. Isaiah couldn't play defense. The people around him nullified his weakness to play defense and created open shots for him and everything like that. That man is an explosive-ass player. He just can't play defense for real. He can steal the ball from you. He's just not going to block your shot. You feel what I'm saying? He's not going to do but he can steal the ball. He can do that. He can do. I just feel like he, he he lost some of his confidence this, this year. And I understand. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Going into this year, I, I feel like he lost a little bit of his confidence. And I understand that wholeheartedly and completely. You know, you lost your sister. You lost, It's a lot. But his bounce back is coming crazy. Now, I'm telling you, Pistons, I'm trying to let you know, you better acquire this man. Acquire Isaiah and let the Pistons go crazy. And I guarantee you, I look at them as a number Three to four C next semester. Uh, next, next semester. <laughs> next year during during the next regular the 2018-2019 season. I'm telling you. I'm literally telling you. And then let Kimball Walker go to the Pelicans. It's about to be a ball. It's about to be something crazy because we cannot let we can't keep letting Kimba ball in Charlotte and he's not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're not going. No, 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 no. You got you got to go somewhere. And then with the Lakers, they just freed up a huge amount of cap space. Right. And with the with the Lakers acquiring Isaiah and Lonzo coming back, um, Lonzo needs a veteran uh, 
point guard who he, who, who he can learn from. And Isaiah is that perfect person. Isaiah is that perfect person. He's been to the um, Eastern Conference Finals. Even though he lost, he knows what that's like. You know, he's... He, He's a dynamic scorer. He's a dynamic point guard. A lot of people just put him down. I don't like that. Like, yes, he can't He can't do a lot of things sometimes. But shit, that man is cold. And y'all will not sit here. Uh, uh, that You will not sit here and just, you know. It's just weird. Like, you just won't. You just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, it, it, it's just weird. But what I will say about the Lakers is um, they just, like I said, they just freed up some cap space. And that cap space is <laughs> about to be something because they freed up damn near two, so much money that they can max out two people. And who are they looking to max out? Either Paul George. Everybody is trying to go for Paul George or LeBron. The thing with that is LeBron, he'll he'll leave, but I think he'll leave. But Paul George, he might stay. Let OKC continue to be as dominant as they are. I'm trying to tell you. Let it, let it, let it, let it. uh, Listen. I'm trying to tell y'all. Listen. Magic Johnson got a plan, okay? Magic got a plan. And I say by... I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a timeline. 20, 2020, 2021 season. I'm no. You know what? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go as far as this. The 2019-2020 season. The uh, they make it. The Lakers make it to the Western Conference Finals, and they may lose to Golden State if if trades happen or anything. Uh. And if you sit there and think about it, by the twenty, by the twenty 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 one season with Lonzo, because I, I believe Lonzo will get better, and I believe LeBron or Paul George will go to the Lakers, and I believe they will have some big men up, and they will have some, they will have some key pieces, and they will be champions again. Magic is not playing. These trades have just been, oh my God! People are freeing up cap space to get players. They are not playing. They trying to get these championships and win, okay? They trying to get money in their city. Like, I ain't mad at y'all, man. This trade deadline was just crazy, okay? It was wild. It, it was a wild one. It, it was, in the last three hours, it was just wild. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so last but not least, I want to talk about my MVP of the week, Miss Jess Hilarious. Um, Miss Jess Hilarious is my MVP of the week. She's she's. I think she's way. Oops, sorry, y'all. I think she's way overdue for MVP. Um, she makes me laugh every damn day. Um, her Jess with the mess is amazing on her Instagram, and um, her on Wildin' Out is funny as hell too. And I'm just, you know, when I like I said, every time I see somebody who is just, just see someone who is just doing great in their purpose and in their in their path, it's just amazing. Like she. Uh, I, I don't even I don't even know. Like when I give people these MVPs, I can't explain it. It's just like you have to watch them. This is why I give them the MVP award because they're just so great. You know, they're unapologetic, you know, in everything that they're doing. So um Jess Hilarious, you get my MVP of the week. I love you. Um continue to keep doing it, continue to make us motherfucking laugh. 
because you are mother of God. All right, so I want to take a five-minute break, and we will be back. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. We will be back in about five. What's going on, everybody? We are back again. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast, the second half with your boy, Devontae. Um, I actually missed the topic um, in the first half, and it was my boy, Patrick. Um, but I just briefly want to say, um, and this is dedicated to my boys, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm corny as hell, but I don't care. Um, God places people in your life for a reason, for a season, and, you know, these two individuals, Cordell and Patrick, have been in my life for almost, you know, more than half a decade, and, um, I, I... I ain't crying, <laughs> but um, I, I can't tell them thank you enough, you know, um, showing true friendship, true essence of uh, brotherhood and just really, really just just being a great, being two great individual men who have shaped me, who have taught me so much and, and they don't even, they don't even see it like that. You know, they always see me as like, they really see me, oh my God, they really see me as literally Quintavious. So it's like, you know, when, when I say to Migos, it's like, they, it's, it's really like you see me as Quintavious and I'm like, you know, sometimes y'all Quintavious, you know, sometimes y'all Quavo, you know, sometimes y'all are the ones teaching me and y'all are the ones who are, you know, bringing life into me and y'all don't even know it. And, um, like I said, Patrick is going back to um, to the city in the uh, in Detroit. He has some internships lined up, so I'm super proud. I'm, you know, growing up is so crazy. You know, like like I said, we've been together for so long. You know, like we, it is this is the first time we've been separated like this since I left. You know, going back home last year and or two years ago and. Um, it, it, that was even a blow, you know what I'm saying? But we took it really well because I came back up here, you know, and, you know, being separated again just shows us, you know, that not only are we maturing as men, but now we are on a path of individual um, maturity right now. You know, we've grown as a unit. You know, we've grown in each other, you know what I'm saying? We, um, we've, we've, we've found really ourselves you know, through each other, you know what I'm saying? But I think now, right now, is the time where we are finding ourselves individually, um, finding ourselves just through our our separate paths of purpose. And it's not like we're not going to come back together because, listen, our, our friendship is bond. Like, after yesterday, I know our friendship is, 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 is off bands because if you mess with any of my brothers, I'm kicking your ass. That's off bands. That's, that's off rip. So... It's just like, you know, I appreciate these men and I don't I don't know if I tell them enough, you know. And I wanna say that to say like appreciate your friends, really appreciate those who are in your life for those real reasons who hold you down. Like I've 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 been vocal about it since day one. Like these these dudes have hold, held me down for so long, you know what I'm saying? And 
you know, to, to see one of your friends, you know, go through hard times and everything, you know, it was hard for me to, to, to see me go through what I was going through. And, you know, it was hard for them to see me go through. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just like that. You know, that's real friendship. That's real kinship. That's real brotherhood. So I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all. And I just can't wait to shit on these niggas, man. I, I just can't wait for us to shit on people. You know what I'm saying? Because they just they just talking down on the names. But it's okay, bros, because we about to fuck some shit up. So shout out to Cordell and Patrick. Y'all my mans. Y'all my niggas. All right. Let's get into the real shit. All right? Because um, I'm about to piss some people off today about this topic. I told y'all I was going there. Um, So why don't... I particularly like Black History Month. Now, I did an event uh, with one of my uh, one of my friends uh, last year for I Promise at Grand Valley, and um, I did the same event. Why don't I like I, I why I hate Black History Month? And I think I used hate a little too loosely last year um, because I really don't hate Black History Month, and and it and it's not to say that I. I don't like it. It's more to say that we've gotten as a culture and um, as black people, we've gotten too comfortable with Black History Month. Here's here's what I here's what I mean. Um, black history for me, and and understanding this now that I'm becoming more older, more mature, and everything, understanding Black history for me is is something that I want to do. I I want to. Um, learn my history as much as I can. And I'm not saying that I'm the most scholarly scholar of my history. However, I try to at least investigate or understand my history as much as I can each day. And the more that I research and the more that I understand, the more I kind of get mad at Black History Month every year because our, our history has not just been confined into a month. And here's the here's the kicker. Our history is confined into a month that really isn't a month. February is 28 days, right? My birthday was just last week. You feel me? So 27 days to celebrate 365 days of history. Let me say that again for two pe- for the people in the back. Let me say that again. You're giving us 28 days to celebrate 365 days of history, right? Now, I want to beg this question, too, and I want y'all to ponder this question along with if you like Black History Month or not. When did you really learn about Black history? When? What age? What age did you learn about black history? Because for me, I didn't I didn't learn about black history until I really got to college. And that and that's just being real. You know, there were no there was no history, there was no black history in the in K through 12. You know what I'm saying? The most I remember about my K through 12 about black history is singing the Negro National Anthem, Lift Every Voice to Sing. You know what I'm saying? That was it. That was it. Lift every voice to sing, and that was it. It, it was. It was nothing about that. The, I, I, I will call. I will always call them the big three of Black History Month: Malcolm, Martin, and Rosa. Um, that's all we learned, right? And I know some people who agree with me because that's all we learned. 
in, in, in schools like that. It was, it was never, you know, learning about Mary McLeod Bethune or um, even Harriet damn Tubman sometimes. Like, it, it, it would be, oh, Harriet Tubman is the big four. I'm sorry, there we go. So the big four, Harriet, Rosa, Martin, and Malcolm, okay? So you hear about the big four, but you won't hear about anything else that goes into Black History Month. Why? Or Black History, I'm sorry. Why? Because Black History is uncomfortable. And see, when we talk about Black History, Black history cannot be, in a way, taught as the same as mathematics or regular American history, quote-unquote. But like I said before, American history is black history, so why aren't we teaching this stuff? See, it's good to be uncomfortable, right? Now, I'm not saying we teach the, the, uh, the graphic stuff that we learn in college, um, you know, at an early age. No, but what I'm saying is we have to make everyone aware. Here's the, here's the issue that I have. As a black culture, as, as cultured as we are, why do we still let this month really, really confine us? You know, because Honestly, every month, every month, and 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 I and I and and as y'all know, I'm an observer. I'm a, I'm a keen observer. I like to observe everything that from a distance, right? I love the people watching everything like that. So when I see on social media, when I see people, when I see my my people being so cultural on Black History Month, it does give me a little tingle in in my belly. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you know. It, it does give you a little tingle in the belly, like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is really cool. You know, I, I see my, my people being out here. However, um, that stops after the 28th. You know what I'm saying? That halts after March 1st, right? And so this is where I have to sit here and be like, okay, so... Are we just confined to a month now? And not even a month. Are we just confined to 28 days? Right? And if you if if you really was paying attention last year, um, when Trump got elected and Black History Month went on last year, um, Trump actually signed an order to change Black History Month to African American History Month when the um the African American Museum got built in Washington, DC. So What I'm trying to get people to understand here is that black history itself is uncomfortable in its nature. Yes, it is. It is going to make you cringe. It is going to make any any type of history that deals with abuse, oppression, uh, segregation, um, racism, um, violence and everything is going to make you uncomfortable. That is why I feel like we don't teach that in our in our K through twelve or shit even in high school. You feel what I'm saying? We don't even really teach it in high school. Nobody got really taught it. And I and I applaud those schools, those those um, middle schools and elementary schools and those high schools who are bringing more Black history to the forefront because I didn't get this. Until I got here and I experienced racism. Now, I'm not saying I experienced uh, segregation or racism. I knew about it. 
I knew that I was different just because of my skin color. I knew that. But however, I didn't know how deeply rooted my history was until I actually started to read about my history, started to understand my history. And like I told you in the beginning, I'm not the I'm not the um I'm not the 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 the, the scholarly scholar of my history. Trust me, I, I I don't I just don't sit on my computer and just look, you know, look for my history. No, I, I periodically just check for black history just you know what i'm saying just looking for new things to to discover and i think that's what we have to do as a culture because we've gotten too last we've gotten too last for black history month now i love how everybody is bringing more awareness to black history more awareness of black historians right through black history month but see we need to do that all 365 days because we cannot just keep confining our history to 28 days because listen here if we as black people continue to confine our culture to 28 days then we can't ask for change right we can't keep asking for okay well we need like a black history year or something we just can't have a black history month you know i feel like and 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 like i said i i don't mind us celebrating our black history during this month actually i do i'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you i, I just bullshit that whole thing i do have a problem with that because february is not even a month right it's 28 days right it's 28 days you're giving me 28 days to celebrate my rich and deep-rooted history of 365 listen 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 my ancestors were never handed anything first of all and see the, ah so much i want to get into Here's the thing. When you think about our history and how we sometimes now in this new generation, in our generation now, we look for kind of like handouts. You know, we're we looking for help, but not, not help to guide us or to um, help us or to just, you know, help us get up the mountain while we're still pulling and tugging. No, you want somebody to give you a handout. You want somebody to give it to you, right? Here's the thing. We have never been a culture, a uh, society of black people. We have never been the ones to get handouts. We were the ones to get chained, shackled, and brought over here 1619. So no, don't expect handouts. No, don't expect anything from anybody. You have to take it. And I don't mean just take it, take it. No, I don't mean just outright take it out. They hand, no. You have to work for it. Right? I always say faith without work is dead. And if you pray for something without working for it, it's an empty prayer. Right? So you, you have to work for it. And if this and, and and if that door is not going to open, if they're not going to open this door for you, there's a motherfucking wall. You break it. You break the door. You break the window. You break barrier. We are barrier breakers, y'all. Black people. This is why I love my black people. We are barrier breakers. We are trendsetters. We are historians every day, right? We make history on a daily, on an hourly. On a secondly, 
Like, this, like I'm not playing. Like, this is like I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Like, we are we are so innovative and trendsetting, and and oh, just we we are filmmakers, we are actors, we are lawyers, we are doctors, we are entrepreneurs, we are um, surgeons, we we are shit. We're we're uh, bloggers. We're we're uh, uh, professional trainers. We're producers. We're directors. We're we're musicians. We're, we're everything, and we're continuing to break down barriers. Hell, Serena Williams is about to go back to tennis. What? What? Like we 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 are we are America. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to tell everybody else, but we are America. We are the foundational pieces that make up this nation. And I don't want anybody to forget that. And sometimes I feel as though Black History Month kind of makes us forget that. Because we lose that essence. Now, I will say something now that over the past couple years, black es- the Black essence of everyone has transcended through the year. But see, black history should just be like that, transcended through the whole year, right? We should put out something every month, you know what I'm saying? Because one, all of our black history, all of our black historians, and I mean every last one, even the ones we have not even researched yet, did not do everything in February. All of the things that we didn't listen, okay? All the things that my ancestors, our ancestors made, did not just come in February. So why are we limiting ourselves to February? Why are we limiting ourselves to 28 days? My history is all 365. Really? All 365, right? So I'm going to treat it as such. I'm going to be black 365 days of the year. Don't don't give me see don't give me leeway because it's Black History Month because I'm going to act this way from January 2018 to January 2019 to January and so on and so forth and so forth. The way I act on Black History Month, my black and proud is the way I'm going to act every day. I don't care. Don't give it to me. And see, you know, Black History Month is like, oh, well, you have a leeway to be black. Or you have leeway to wear your braids. Or you have leeway. We'll give it to you. No. Because this is me. If you're not going to accept this. this and this is why Black History Month is kind of so crucial. Right? It's, it's so like, ugh. Because it gives the perception that, okay, black people can do this for a month and then they have to go back to, no, 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 no. See, first we have to, like I said first, first as a culture and as a black as, a, as black people, we have to first get out of this comfortability of Black History Month and celebrate our history every day of the year. Celebrate our black historians every day. Celebrate our black history every day. Now, I'm not saying we got to post everybody like we're doing. No, 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 no. Well, we can still have Black History Month, but we have to show, we have to create a new culture around Black History Month. Right. We have to create a new because I see it. I see it coming along. I see it. But we have to create a new culture around black history. Month. We can just not just keep continuing to be 
consistently comfortable in this month. And it's, like I keep saying, it's not even a damn month. It's 28 days. So we cannot be consistently comfortable in this 28 days of celebrating our rich, our rich, rich history. Because our rich, it, it, our history is so rich, guys. It, it's we. It's stuff that we haven't even learned yet. I bet you it's so much that we haven't even learned about our history yet. For almost 400 years. And we still have not probably even cracked the surface of our history. And you're telling me you're just going to confine me into a month? I don't think so. My history is more is worth more than just a month. My history is more worth more than just 28 days. My history is worth more than just you thinking that I can just wear my daishikis or my braids on this on in this month and just be no, this is my this is my culture. This is who I am. Every time we experience experience something new about black culture, we inherit that. This is us. Because, see, it's so funny that everybody wants to give us leeway on Black History Month, but you exploit our culture. You want to be us. You be dark like us. You sit here and want the lips like us. You want the ass like us. Hell, you want the hair like us. You want the eyes like us. You want our eyebrows. Maybe not those, but I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just here so I won't get fine. But listen, it starts with us First, black folks. It starts with us. We have to become uncomfortable, right, in Black History Month, and we got to make other people uncomfortable. We have to start teaching black history in our schools and stop limiting it to a month. We have to start teaching it all year round, and I mean true history. You, now, we can go, that's a whole nother episode in itself about history just in general, but we need to start teaching the true, the real essence of history, which means black history. Every American history has every culture in it. So all of that history needs to be taught. We don't need to limit it just to one history. Okay? Because honestly, black history is 365 days out of the year, American history and world history. So, I say that to say, I'm not saying I don't particularly hate Black History Month, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is we need to do better and we need to inconsistently get uncomfortable. I'm sorry, we need to consistently, we need to consistently get uncomfortable in this mode because we've been stuck in this Black History Month mode for too long, for too long. You know, we put on events and we have this thing and this thing and this thing. But where is it during the whole other year? Right? Where is it? This is something that we have to understand and we have to talk about. We have to have debates and conversations about this. So I sparked the debate right here. I sparked the conversation. Right? So I want to know, do you like Black History Month? What do you feel about it? How do you feel about Black History Month? Do we need to change some things? We need to change around some things because I feel that way. I feel as though we need to change and get uncomfortable and make others uncomfortable. That is how we spark change and that is how we spark new understandings and new ideals for everybody else. All right. So I appreciate y'all for kicking it with your boy. Um, let's see if we got any more updates. Y'all, my logos are coming together. 
I am so excited to drop these bitches. I'm I'm just waiting for my my graphic designer to say they ready. Oh my god! When I show y'all these, they're about to be amazing. I'm so excited. Um, just wanted to give y'all an update on that. The website is still under construction, but you can still subscribe to the website. So go to www.tyronzahicks.com. That's www.tyronzahicks.com, and just scroll down and uh, subscribe to the website. The web, like I said, the website is still on, under construction, but you can still subscribe and everything. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else, what else. Make sure you just follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and um, I have everything, all the links and everything down at the below in the in the description below. Um, yeah, man, that's it. I, I love you guys, and I thank y'all for kicking it with me. We will be back next week, of course. Oh my God. My God, my God, my God, I forgot, I forgot one more thing, one more thing. Let me briefly say this. Um, I meant to say this in the first half as well, but um, the Black Panther premieres next week. To all the jobs out there, I need y'all to know this. Um, the Black Panther premiere is a holiday. Saturday and Friday are holidays, okay? More so Saturday, Okay. So if you have, if your job is making you work Friday or Saturday, tell them that it's the Black Panther holiday weekend and that we don't work this day. You need paid leave. Okay? That's what you need. You need paid leave. So I better see. Listen, I'm so excited. I want to see all my black kings and queens out there. Boy, y'all better come to slay. Do you hear me? I better see timelines flooded next week. Oh, it's going to be sweet. I'm excited. So thank y'all for kicking it with me. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. We'll see y'all next week and peace out.